2: Down Donna Dort. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. This is Lee Dort and I'm down to dunk. This is Lee Dort and I'm down to Dort. I'm Josh Giddy and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hussle and, hey, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Basley and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Mascala and I'm down to dunk. This is Kapoku and I'm down to
3: dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Salmon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these. I'm
1: going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most of them.
3: Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always on Mondays, is my good friend, Barr Barrow. oh, what's up?
2: Good friend? Are you 100% sure?
3: uh, We can agree or disagree and still be good friends. Yes.
2: No. (laughs) This is where our friendship (laughs) will end. For good. This is it.
3: (laughs) So uh, it's over, guys. It's all over. There's no more wondering. There's no more angst about losing. It's all over. And the Thunder uh, are in the fourth spot which is for weeks where we thought they would be. And it felt like they could maybe fall to five. felt like maybe they could be up as far as three or two. And then all of the hand-wringing gets us to the fourth spot. So this is where we're at. We have to make peace with it somehow. Do we wish it was better? Yes. Are we glad it isn't worse? Yes. Um, This is just where we're at today. We can uh, take a little. Oh man, I don't know why Chrome is doing this. Um, I want to take a little spin <coughs> on the Tankathon wheel. I guess it's not even a wheel. What what would it be? It's not a wheel. It's just like a lottery system within yeah. a uh, website. I wish it was a wheel. I like wheels. Um, okay, we're gonna take a spin, and this will be it. This will be it, everybody. This is where it's gonna be. And you can uh, refer back to this podcast when it's time to uh, time to go. So here we go. Spending oh my gosh, Kelly, we got the first pick on my very first spin.
2: Yeah, my very first spin of today was the seventh. So I think that that is. So this is exactly what we deserved.
3: Here's the order: the Thunder get pick one, Indiana two, Sacramento three, Washington jumps up six spots to get the fourth pick. Houston falls four spots to five. Orlando falls four spots to six. Detroit falls four spots to seven. Portland falls two spots to eight. The Pelicans get the ninth pick. Um, that's a uh, that is a dream scenario if I've ever seen one. Right there.
2: Why do you have to to use those words? You know it's- that they never work. <laughs> Never.
3: <laughs> they, don't, they definitely don't work. Actually, they did work. We got the scenario we wanted. So, what would happen in what... So, if anybody does, didn't listen to our podcast, back in the last year of Paul George and Russell Westbrook, we, we had fabricated this dream scenario of playing the Blazers in round one because Yusuf Nurkic was out. We felt like that was the team the Thunder could most easily beat. We got it. So here's what it would be, McKelly. We get the dream scenario, and then the Thunder draft the wrong
2: guy. <laughs> they draft Shaden Sharp with the number one pick. That's
3: what the dream. That's what the dream scenario is.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you may be you may be right. <coughs> hey, if that happens, we are going to be so excited. for We'll be
3: so pumped. We'll be so pumped. And days. the and the fact that you get like the double win of like the Rockets falling far. Um you know, that's great. It's just an added like little boost for uh for our for our Thunder Souls, you know. Yeah. Be great. So, anyways, that's Fantasy Land. Snap back into reality everybody where the Thunder have the fourth slot. The uh the last 3 years, the the team that had the fourth slot got the 6th pick. So, that's uh that's a harsh look at reality and where the Thunder could be. You know, you can rationalize it however you want. Oh, I really like A.J. Griffin. Or Shaden Sharp could be the best player in the draft because we don't know anything about him. Or, you know what? Benedict Matherin might be the guy. Or, man, Keegan Murray's ready, and he really seems like a Thunder guy. You can you can rationalize it all you want. But the truth is, staying at 5, falling to 5 or even staying at 4 or being at 6, that kind of sucks. <laughs> that kind of sucks after losing... The get, and really getting in on the tank like they did, like we have to realize that the Thunder have never tanked like they did in the last two weeks mm-hmm. of the season. It has never happened like this. and people want to talk about the Thunder tanking and how long they've done it. Boy, they and you know what? I, I give them all the credit in the world for actually doing it because they needed to to lose all these games. Because they had teams. I mean, those two games in L.A., not going to lie, if you look at the injury reports, you get a little scared as to who's playing. And if they played all their healthy guys, they could have won one of those and then you're trying to go for a coin flip. They could have won both of those. Like, that Lakers team was bad. The Clippers... Were, yes. we're good like they played enough good guys but still no they,
2: they played they played well something they, they
3: something played. funky could always happen if you play your your yeah. decent guys and if you win both of those you're you're five like you're just five yeah and that's that that would be disastrous so good on the thunder for doing the right thing congratulations your reward is sitting alone at fourth and not having to split the odds with anybody
2: yeah, I mean, to me it's um you know, I I think that what they had to do um was tougher than all the others that were that are currently below them mm-hmm. in the reverse standing. That is true to me. And also, is it really worse than last year? The tanking, I mean? I mean McKelly I don't
3: think McKelly, they they brought up three guys from the G League. They yeah, played but only. Si- they played
2: only yeah. six guys. Yes, I know. For how many games?
3: Was it five games? Four games?
2: Exactly. Exactly. And my point is, until Shea was out, which was I think game 72, 70 something, they had reasonably good games. And players you get excited for mm-hmm. for seventy two games. Last year, after All Star game, it was terrible.
3: It was, but Just, but they did play the young guys they had.
2: Those were bad young guys.
3: I know, but they still played them, and that's what Houston's doing. People are a lot, people try to do like this thing where like. Well, my team is tanking in a way that is way better than your team is tanking in no, 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 like no, no, I'm not saying you're uh, doing uh, it, I, but I'm saying that I've seen it on Twitter and it is one of the most annoying things in the world to me. Yeah. I mean, where it, they try to like justify can, like, oh, ours is better or I can't believe that this team tanked like this and is this team and it's just like, guys, like stop. Like every team is doing the same thing. Every team is yeah. doing the same thing. Some teams well, not though the same. Some teams not some the same, team, I think. They're all I, I don't but they agree are that all trying to lose games. That's what they're yes. all they're they're all trying to lose games and have to do it in their own way.
2: Yeah. But my point is, um I never I, I rarely saw OKC's core player just giving up on a game. It happened. It happened, it happened yeah. because I mean the Memphis game happened. Uh, it happened happen. other times, like the two games against Minnesota were bad games mm-hmm. uh, with no not like top effort. they lost
3: they lost fifty eight
2: games. I know. I know. But how many of those you felt like, hey, I watched a good game. I watched a team that is not playing the best guys. Yeah, um they are not uh, playing Moscala. they are not playing Kenrich. they are limiting Shea um and stuff like that but they are trying to do something with the rest of the guys it's it was tanking with with development purposes let's put it this way and they had to do what they have well what they did at the the end of the season because they they were ahead of the curve initially with young guys not with like superstar like it's not like portland that won a little bit of games early um i mean to me again it's uh it's better than last season because I got to see Trey Mann and was so excited sure. by, by by his play. Yeah. Uh, I got to see plenty of Pokuszewski. I got mm-hmm. to see um, Giddy being awesome mm-hmm. for 50-something games. I, I wouldn't say turn into a Supernova for 15 games. Mm-hmm. That is something that, to me, like I would be willing to trade... One spot in the draft, not in the draft, in the in the reverse standing, for, mm-hmm. for just to witness this, yeah. to be sure that the development is going somewhere, compared to hey, we've done nothing, we wasted a year, we didn't build anything, but we have the second best odds. No, to me that 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 is not worth it. I, um, I w-
3: but I would say, McElroy, that like I think that every bad team is is doing this today. I think the Pistons are sitting here saying like. Man, it was a bad season, but we've got Cade and we've got Sadiq Bey who had a great season, and we're ahead because we've got a number one guy and no one else does. I think Houston's sitting there saying Jalen Green has absolutely started to come into his own at the end of the season. He's had like, I think it's six games with 30 points or more. Like, what a stud! I'm so glad mm-hmm. that we got him second in the draft. Uh, You know, Shingun has been better than I thought he would be. Like, what an incredible season. We still have great odds. I think Orlando can say, like, wow, Mo Wagner at eight. Like, what a steal for us. Like, let's see with Jalen Suggs. And we still have great odds. I I don't think that Oklahoma City is unique to any of those in that they Mm – I think everybody has players that they like and i think that like the pistons believe that they are building a culture too I, I i know this for a fact that they believe the same thing and they have been in a ton of close games down the stretch like they yeah. have been competing in almost every game that they played with or without their with or without cade and they feel the same way so to me it's hard because i feel like the story like you can write Whatever story – like, every team can write the same story of mm-hmm. we're in the bottom four. I love the odds we got. I love the guys we have. This is awesome. Like, I don't – the only team that I think you could make the case for that they're a little bit more directionless is Orlando because I don't mm. think that they have anything close to number one guy. Like, Oklahoma City has Shea, Detroit has Cade, and Houston has um, Jalen Green. I don't know why I blanked on his name for a second. Uh, I think everybody can feel good about those guys. Mm-hmm. Fact fact is that everybody needs to get one of one of the best guys in this draft. All of those teams exactly. need yeah. to get one of the best guys in this yeah. draft. I,
2: I completely agree, but the point is that especially in this draft, which is, I mean, it was top three at the beginning. Now is top four and um and and maybe we will get to like another guy even even last year mm-hmm. uh it was clearly two three guys um at, at a certain point it was two three guys then sucks then barnes and then the others yeah they're calling so, it a
3: five-player draft at one point yeah
2: yeah yeah it was um with barnes being hey if we get barnes we are happy mm-hmm. but we much rather be at the beginning of the draft. Well, Barnes right was seen in... as,
3: at this point last year, Barnes was seen as the sixth guy because it yeah. was Kaminga Behind Kuminga, as yes. As the fifth guy, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but the point is, the first five guys or the first three guys were very, very very good. And then you had a, a, a small step. Right now, it seems to me, and then I, I have to start watching, and I will um, in the next few days, that it it's clearly top four mm-hmm. and then the others. So, to me, it's, hey, you position yourself in a slightly worse spot than Houston, Detroit, and and, and Orlando. Mm-hmm. With, again, having the most competitive roster among the three. So, to me, they had a great season, thinking wise and, and and on top of that, on top of getting where you wanted to be, you got the development stuff. So, um, again, I think that the roster of OKC was... If they played enough guys, they would have been probably better than the Lakers and closer to the plane than people realize. I am, you know, I said it at the beginning of the season. That was uh, you think my been take Ten on the more roster.
3: games. Yeah, ten is a lot. I know. Ten is a lot. I don't know. I, know. I don't know that I can get there. But
2: say I said how many wins the the lakers have 32 to 33 yeah so it's yeah around the lakers yeah i mean the version of the team with shea um (coughs) mike and Kenrich was a good nba team period not just it was a good team and and they played for a very limited amount of minutes Mm -hmm. so you know, uh, again, all in all, I, I really think that the most important thing is to be lucky there. The fact that if uh, that you go from four to seven instead of four to five, yes, that matters. Five is better than seven, mm-hmm. but but it's not that. The point is you have to win the lottery. You really have to be drawn uh, and to and to get your number called. That is the most important thing. And again, OKC has forty eight percent chances to to get that. Um, best teams 52 so it's Mm -hmm. it's not nothing but it's it's not 25 against 10 something like that it's it's very close and um, and yeah anything can happen I mean they they can slide they can go to six they can go to seven and they will have to to hit another kind of lottery in selecting the best player there which might end up being very good Uh, but I agree I mean the point now is having a little bit of luck everyone needs luck now. Um, yeah, you
3: got. I mean, they've got to have luck. It it wouldn't it would be very bad if they did this twice two years in a row where you're in April, March, April and there are fans that are like just flat like checking out. Just like why like I don't want to watch this. Um, why are they doing this? This is ridiculous. This is not what I want my team to do. I'd rather them put the the full team out there and like compete, you know, yada, yada. And, and you do that two years in a row and are going to go for a third, probably. And you're after year two, you have two picks outside the top five. I think that it's one, it's just not the optics aren't good. And then the odds that you're playing with at that point, with regards to the kind of players that you can get are not good. And is there another giddy type of player in the 6 to 8 range? I don't know. I haven't watched I haven't watched enough of those guys yet to be able to say like oh, I really love them. Like anybody hanging on to the Shade and Sharp thing. And Shade and Sharp may work out. One he hasn't declared <laughs> for the draft yet. Yeah. Um and two, like the high school tape of anybody newsflash is gonna look freaking awesome <laughs> you know
2: yeah yeah i know it's again but 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 the point is suppose that that happens that um okc doesn't get another top four pick yeah they had great odds last season to be in the top five they were unlucky right now that yeah, they need they a little bit of luck in order to get there because 48.4% is still unlikely uh, not probable um, but they have I think way more than 50% to get between one and five again so I mean luck is luck you can't control it you, you mm-hmm. just can't put yourself in the best but po- they are not in the best position but they are very close to it and so it's um, if they get to six, if they get to seven, and they have an amazing draft, it can be the same result. I know that it's, it's not where anyone wants to be because they want to be able to, be, to pick the, the best guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to be number one because they can choose uh, which mm-hmm. one of the best players in this class they can pick. But, um, you know, again, I, I don't think, I never thought during this season that whatever Ocasey was doing was, uh, was bad. Uh, or was not organized. They yeah. I mean, they're organized. I just I step just step by don't... step all the pieces that they could. Yeah. Step by step, slowly. Yeah. I mean, imagine if they started the season like starting the akite for the entire season, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or playing Kalatsakis for the entire season instead mm-hmm. of letting Mann cook for a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Traymen game at Madison Square Garden is the is the difference between. Them being yeah, coin flip away from the third pick mm-hmm. and number four pick. Yeah, do you I, want to take to take it away? <laughs> I don't. The logo shot from from Shea mm. against the Lakers. Yes, yeah. you always remember Portland, but against Portland, they did everything they could twice. Yeah, they got two wins.
3: Yeah, against Phoenix, yeah,
2: they did everything they could, and they lost the, the well, games that you should do take everything away.
3: Everything they could. We obviously saw that they couldn't. That they didn't do everything they could. Like they they I showed in the last did. two weeks that they could do everything they could. They showed yeah, us I that know, there was more. They show I mean, they they. I mean, that's not everything they could. They were, they were a few yeah, levers in doing everything they could.
2: Yeah, most than anybody. Close to Portland. Um, the point is, the wins that you can take away are those ones. Mm-hmm. Like you could have said to 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 Man and Giddy, hey no, now we're all Krejci and Pokusevski against the Knicks yeah. or those are the things I mean, mm-hmm. you could have stopped Isaiah Rb in Denver but you what is this? Is this something that you want? That when your team, a young team is going against uh, is in a, either a historical place or going against a very good team mm-hmm. and they are succeeding mm-hmm. you want to take that away from them if you do that then you're going to lose but i don't think that they want to do that they could have yeah as much as they said lindy waters after three trees in a row two trees in a row they could have said Trey Mann or shea or whoever (laughs) they didn't
3: yeah i mean obviously things changed over the last two weeks with the way that they were handling that handling everything you know and do i wish they had more losses yeah i do Um you look at their net rating from October to January, they're twenty-seventh in net rating, negative seven point two net rating. Yeah. Um like they're just like they're not a good team. Like I just I kind of push back on the thought, and I had this come into my Twitter mentions a lot, that the Thunder could be the team in the play in. Like I just That net rating is in line with Houston and Detroit and Orlando through the first several months of the season when they did play Shea and Dort and Giddy and Mike Moscala and Ken Rich.
2: Yeah, but the starting unit was terrible. That starting unit, I know, but I'm saying like
3: they still were losing games and they were still had a horrific net rating.
2: Yeah, they were. They the, the beginning of the season was, I think, strategic in order to play all the guys and not winning. That was mm-hmm. that was very good. But again, to me, like start Mike, and you have a very different result.
3: It's possible they they still did a pretty good job of losing games, and then you look at January to March on the net rating. Like, there's not like a like they had a good defense at times or they had a good defensive rating at times. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at January to March, negative 7.7 net rating, 28th worst net rating. Like you look at those two big chunks of the season, both different in that like you miss Shea for a lot of this chunk, you miss Giddy for a lot of this chunk. And still, like you have about this, according to the offensive and defensive Ratings like you still have about the same caliber of team. Like you're just not a good team yet, and that's okay. Like young teams are not supposed to be good. Young teams are not supposed to have good net ratings. You're not supposed Mm -hmm. to be there yet. The Thunder aren't supposed to be there yet. I don't know that they're going to be there next year either. I'm and I'm. I feel like the the island of people that believe that they're not going to be good next year is dwindling. (laughs) That a lot Mm -hmm. of people think they're going to be better next year, and maybe they are uh the the evidence is more the eye test to me than it is um anything else like you just kind of feel like they're going to be better but you I also I think it's a feeling for me I feel like you also look around though and like some of these teams that are in the play range this season are mm-hmm. going to get better like the clippers if they ha- if they're healthy they're going to be a lot better they were this yep. year. Same for New Orleans. I think San Antonio could take a leap next year, too. Uh, never oh, never I'm trust Sacramento. The, Portland will take a leap. Like, there are, there are teams that are going to get better, too.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not under the impression that they will be in the play next year.
3: Yeah. I'm just saying next that there's year, a maybe, lot of people that are. That, yeah. That, maybe that believe it, that that's where they're going to Next
2: year, maybe may one where they are in the same position as the Lakers now. Mm-hmm. They'll have the one of the bottom eight, bottom ten records, yeah, which gives them odds—not great odds—to be again in the in the high in the lottery. And um, but, you mean, you said that it's more on the eye test. I don't quite think so. Yeah. I think that there are lineups data which I know some says mm-hmm. that they are noisy. They are. Yeah, they really are because you never you you.
3: All I'm saying is I just don't think that they're ready to be a good team yet. That's all I'm saying.
2: Which which I believe, uh, but the 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 thing that I I think it's true is that, a they won a lot game a lot more games than the net rating suggests because they are they have a very good closer mm-hmm. in Shaggy there. Sure. and this is this will lead to more games, mm-hmm. um, like like it did with Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. The native rating of that team was not in par with the results. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, for this entire season, they never played functional lineups. Mm-hmm. Like they always played Shea with the worst shooters. They always put um, weird lineups together. There was the Akita moment that, that, that made no sense. And yet he played a lot mm-hmm. um so i think that they tanked season that way like take player uh, take a good player and put them around horrible players and mm-hmm. see what and see how how it goes i don't
3: disagree with that if, i i would say if you were under the impression that they're gonna not do that again next year i would i would certainly start to uh think about changing your
2: tune yeah, but suppose that they're they, they are lucky enough, uh, or unlucky. Let's say unlucky and they end up drafting Kigen Mori because where oh boy, they are, he's the best player. Yeah, um, then you start the season and you clearly start him because, come on, like, what do you do? You don't start him? Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and suppose the Dort starts to take corner trees only. That may yeah. be the difference between winning 24 and 32. possible just having two good enough shooters to put around shea Mm -hmm. because if shea is the the version that we saw at the end of the season and giddy is in par with what he was i don't think that this this team will will win again below 30. does that mean that they are good no but it means that if if they want to play functional units they can and they will be good at doing that
3: Feel a bet coming on toward uh, August, September, between you and me. I feel I feel like a thirty a thirty win threshold bet coming at us.
2: You you, you get out for a second, Uh-oh. or maybe I get out for a
3: second. Yeah, I was just saying I feel a bet coming on between you and me on the 30, oh, yeah. on the thirty win thing.
2: You know, you know how bets go between you and me.
3: <laughs> I do. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I mean you look at cleaning the glass and you have Josh, Shay, Kenrich and Mike. Let's throw Dort in there too just for the fun of it. Um and see what they were on the season together. That, oh, they played that probably lineup, six or seven minutes together. That lineup played 38 possessions together. Mm-hmm. And we're a plus 37. I don't know what game that was. I'd like to know what game that was.
2: T- take away. Just, just focus on Mike, Kenrich, and Shea.
3: Mike, Kenrich, and Shea. No Giddy. Mm-hmm. No Dort. No, no Giddy. Goodbye, Giddy. Goodbye, Dort. Um... Plus eighteen point nine in two hundred and fifty four possessions. The best lineup was the one I just said. The second best: Shea, Dort, Kenrich, Bays, Muskie. The third most played lineup was Shea, Ty, Jerome, Dort, Kenrich, Muscala minus six point seven. Fourth. These are just—they're all such small samples.
2: Yeah, yeah, but yes, take just Shea, Shea, and Mike. Shay and Mike. Mm -hmm.
3: Goodbye, Kenrich. You kind of forget about Kenrich and Mike a little bit, you know, that they're just people around here. Haven't seen them in so long. Uh, Plus four on the season.
2: I expected better.
3: What about just Kenrich? That's a a huge sample, though. Kenrich and Shay. Yeah, it's a nice sample. Um,.
2: Yeah, and that, that to me is. Um,
3: this is like this is, but this was like where the, what I have in- this is where the, Shay and Kenrich together plus eleven point six. Uh, this is where the Levers conversation came from, though, was that we understood yeah. that you put competent players with Shay, like stuff's going to happen, and it was like, all right, we know, we've got it, we get it, this is. This is, we understand the concept here. Pull the levers, like, get them out of here because we need guys that are going to be here in five years. Like, is Kenrich Williams going to be on the Thunder in five years? Maybe. Is Michael Scala playing in the NBA in five years? Probably not. Um, but we want to be, like, ultimately very competitive in five years. And with guys like Shea and Giddy and whoever we can get in this draft. And if you're picking ninth or you're picking seventh, uh, you're putting yourself behind even a bigger eight ball. I don't know if the eight ball gets worse as it gets bigger, but maybe it does. Um, it just gets worse for you. And if and and not to say that if you get the third pick in the draft, like you're golden and everything's going to be awesome. Like, look at Orlando. And they got our guy Jalen Suggs, who did not have a good rookie season. He was one of the worst high-volume shooters in the league this year. I think, I think there's a stat that says that he was a, the worst high-volume shooter in the NBA this year. Like That's not great. Can he get better? I still believe that he can be a good player in the NBA. But that's not... When you look around at the rookie class, you're kind of like, oh, crap. Can't believe we got this guy. Like, Josh Giddy would look a lot better in a Magic jersey this year, and you'd feel a lot better about the Magic right now if they had Josh Giddy and Franz Wagner than Suggs and Franz Wagner. And if you're the Thunder, you feel a whole heck of a lot worse if you have Suggs instead of Giddy. So there's no science to this. There's no, like, it, it's all still so up in the air. However, the history of the league says. Picking in the top five is what helps you jump the middle of anything else. Yeah, but picking in the top five helps you jump the middle.
2: Helps you, yes, among many other things. Um, I mean, the players are the are the make.
3: biggest thing. No one, no one, jumped to a championship on culture alone. Like you've got to have the players. You've got to have the top level players.
2: Yes, but. Yeah, but you you don't need the number one player to do so.
3: I agree with that. That's, however, having the number one guy. Yeah, take
2: take the last few championships.
3: But I'm saying, take don't even t- don't even take a. Uh oh, we're having trouble with the streamyard today. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor
1: of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before?
4: you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
2: Oh, it's Andrew that is froze. Okay, I thought it was me. Um, Well, then I can keep talking and entertain you guys. Um, Oh, that now it's just me fantastic. This is not going great. Okay, uh, so while Andrew returns, let's uh, take questions from the chat. Um, Tots, uh, S-I-X star, let me see. and voters not voting giddy or green for rookie first team. Um, a little bit of uh, recency bias and allow like um, games played. I think that, um, that that is the case. This question was from ix five five star something like that. Um, so, uh, to me, Giddy was one of the best rookie periods. If you if you want to to, to, to put Alvarado there or uh, or others, fine. Uh, I don't I not I don't particularly agree with that. Uh, then white black Mickey Mikey talk, us, uh, talk to us about the future of Poku. Well, I wish I knew uh, what, happened with Bo- what happens with Boku next year. I think that he may be the catalyst from uh, being a normal team to be a very good team. Um, I think he makes sense in a team with Shaggy, Gazelle Zander, and Gidi, especially if he's not tasked to be the guy who handles the ball a gazillion times per game. Um, Alex Boulderjack, why so big on Vit? Uh, I'm not so big on Vit. I'm just curious to see if he's a good enough shooter. The last few games have been rough for him. Um, so it's um I'm I'm entertained when he plays with good players around him. He seems like a high IQ kind of guy. Turbo Andrew's point, KD, LeBron, Mickey's point, Giannis, Curry, Kawhi. Um, yeah, kind of. I, 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 think that culture and coaches and uh, development is actually important. I mean, yes, it's very unlikely the team drafts as uh, Golden State, uh, but um, there are other teams like Milwaukee, like the Raptors, like others. You. Maybe Denver will win uh, will win the championship. Um, maybe Phoenix will win the championship. And trust me, it's not Aiden that is putting there over the middle. Yes, it's nice to have Aiden, but it's Booker. So it's to me, it's not kind of like um, necessarily uh, true that you need to have the first one, the first one pick. Let me just text to Andrew that I'm still here. Uh, See here going solo, this is great podcasting. Uh, okay, uh, Tom O'Malley, player year, peak BAM, 17, 14, Sabonis. I don't know what you're saying, but anyway. Um, player year peak BAM, uh, 17 peak in, uh, in 2014. No, it doesn't doesn't seem right. I don't know how to read this, Tom, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, there are plenty of good players, uh, Sabonis, Booker, Halliburton, Shea and uh, guys I like that. Thoughts on Moody? I have watched so little of Golden State, so no, sorry Tommaso, uh, I don't have any good thoughts about Moody. I uh, plan to catch up with a few of the young guys uh, in the future. Uh, Nathan Creamer. This is the most disjointed I have seen Andrew and Mickey on a subject before. Loving it. <laughs> now we fight already. we fight on uh, on some stuff. I know that me and Andrew are um, are like we we think basketball in a in a very similar way. I, I just think that um, it's either you will complain by the fact that you either the drop is important for you or it's not, and if it's not, which for me, it's it's really not, because the, the, the difference in this draft from five to eight, it's negligible, uh, I think, and more, in most draft is actually not that great. Uh, then then OKC is really close to the best in terms of odds. So that's why I'm not worrying uh, about any of this. If they are unlucky, hey, it happens. I mean, uh, it really happens that sometimes uh, luck goes against you. And if they are lucky, they still have to be good. Uh, it's it, most important thing when you don't have a clear-cut number one is to be great at drafting. And there are only a few years where you have Ja and, and Zion and 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 hey, uh, the, the year with Luka, the year with LeBron. I mean, there, there are those years where there is a clear-cut number one guy. In the other years, um, the fact that uh, he, like there is a lot of concentration of in top five that are great it's not that it that was the mock draft at the beginning like it's it's a little bit more complicated than that um so yeah we kind of disagree a bit james anderson hey i'm back Lucas here
3: i'm back i don't know my internet went out um well I'm we back. were
2: having fun without you so, okay, so are you just yeah, bad mouthing me just talking about, about how wrong
3: i was about everything
2: no, I was just answering <laughs> Nathan Creamer's question about uh, me and uh, you and me disagreeing mm-hmm. for the first time. It's not the first time. What do we, really what?
3: I, let's establish like it's exactly what we disagree on because I don't know that I fully understand what we what we disagree on.
2: I, this, I don't. I don't sense. know uh, either. I think that um, the most important thing we disagree on is that I don't care about the that you you can't drop after five, six, seven, eight. I don't really care about that. I mean, to me, it's not. If you're, it's less important than many other things.
3: I don't know, man. Like
2: developing guys, like playing. I, I would Shay. rather
3: give. I'd rather give Sam more choices than less choices.
2: Yeah, but come
3: on. What do you mean? Come I mean, on! We, like, don't don't act on, like that. If if the Thunder didn't who have Giddy in this draft and they have somebody else, if they're seventh, like I don't think they would take Kaminga.
2: There is a universe where OKC drafts Mo Wagner, who's there, and he is the best Franz. This class. Sorry. You don't Franz. want Mo
3: Wagner. You don't no, not, no, you, you don't, don't want to draft him. He's not gonna help you.
2: Franz Wagner would have fit this roster better than Gidi.
3: Yeah, but he's not as he doesn't have as high a ceiling.
2: You don't know. He if he drops twenty two, twenty three per game on forty percent three point shooting.
3: I don't know, man. On a, I just don't see him as a linchpin of an offense. Like, I don't know what he does great. He is solid. He can
2: be Chris Middleton.
3: I don't know that he can be that. Chris Middleton is oh, yeah. freaking awesome. Like, I don't know that right Franz now, is, that, is that good.
2: Franz is good defensively. He can shoot the tree, And that's it. Yeah. That's what He's a, he is, Franz six, is a nine. better
3: fit next to them. But, like, Giddy has an elite, elite skill. Where, I know. Where I don't know that Franz has the elite skill. Like he's good he's good yeah, at a lot true. of things he
2: can still be a borderline all-star talent which is perfectly fine to draft at at 8 Giddy, i don't think that Giddy can succeed equally in any team franz wagner can be great in most of the teams yeah gidi's ceiling is good for at, sure at, higher he's good at lots of things franz wagner yeah. floor is way higher than gidi's
3: and gidi's got a pretty high four. I don't know that it's way higher. I don't know that I agree with yeah. that. I don't know that I agree with that. I'm not, no, no, no let's say a bit you. higher.
2: I think that, that you can put Franz Wagner in 30 teams and he will be flawless.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause he shoots, he's big and he shoots the three. Like that's, but that, exactly. does, but that doesn't, that doesn't make or break a franchise. There's lots of guys in the league that you could put on 30 teams and they're going to be successful, but it doesn't mean that they're going to make or break your franchise. You know, like he's more of the Mikhail Bridges of the Suns, which is great. Like you got to have him. The Suns aren't anywhere close to what they are today without him. But Mikhail Bridges isn't the reason that they became the Suns. The reason they became the Suns is Chris Paul and Booker. And I think that Giddy has a better chance exactly, of being not the number one, pick. one of those guys. You know, yeah, not the number one pick. I get that. There's tons of examples, but the thing is, you can't be like, you know what? Let's be the Suns and and the Thunder. Obviously, don't think this way, because if they did think this way, they would have just said, "If you're healthy, you're playing, and you're gonna play. We're gonna play a regular rotation the rest of the oh, season." Oh no no no
2: no no no! Don't get me wrong. No, because because no, no. they would have no, said like, we could
3: look, look where that. they got Booker. Look where they got Mitchell. Look the. the you can't you know, use those as examples
2: you know, of a way to build a team. That is, that, is, that is BS. That is complete BS. You want to be there, but it's not enough. And to me, the, the way in which they tested things this season and tried to develop is equally important. Not, mm-hmm. to, not to get disgruntled veterans that can kill years of development uh, of your young, young players. That is not some. That is something that leads you to less wins. And no, that is not something that they did. So to me, there are things where you can choose to keep Kemba Walker and try to play and say, "Yeah, go ahead, do whatever." Yeah, and they didn't say no. But, but that's also like no, no. That's important, Andrew. That is, but that's that disregarding really the actual situation, though.
3: It's disregarding the actual. It's it's like when people come back and say, like, "Well, they should have just kept Chris Paul." Well, this, the situation at hand with everybody involved was not going to allow Chris Paul to stay. The situation at hand involved with Kimba Walker was not going to allow him to stay either. You know what I mean? So it's not, it's not like those situations were, I mean, I, Kimba Walker was not going to play for the Thunder. Like it just wasn't going to happen so
2: yeah maybe maybe Maybe. I mean that that can be that can be true Uh, what I'm saying is there are teams that get veterans uh, try to glue in a few teams a few players just to just to roll the season over that is not what the Thunder are going to do yeah Um, and that is different that to me is very different and very important because you you really need to establish something you really need to, to establish some sort of Way of playing basketball in OKC that yeah. I think has equal like like the reason why they won against Phoenix is because they played hard mm-hmm. because even if Phoenix shots fourteen percent they should have been able to beat OKC mm-hmm. and yet they played hard yeah I, and that I, is the difference yeah I'm not doubting I mean, if the, you look five seconds of Dwight Howard
3: yeah well, one Dwight's not gonna play in Oklahoma yeah, City that Ever, is no. that is
2: that is how you lose
3: yeah well. I, like I, I, I I
2: get say, I get what you're saying.
3: I get what you're saying cuz like the Thunder are very interested yeah. in having high character people here and people that are interested yeah. in staying here, people that are invested in not only the team but in the community. I mean there's there's no like Mike Muscala and Kendrick Williams aren't here by accident and they didn't they didn't keep them at the trade deadline because they didn't have any trade offers for them. They kept them because they do believe in the culture stuff that they do believe that those two in particular are good examples of people that can help these young guys. And they don't, they don't want any part of the guys that won't like the reason that the Thunder even last season before before the season, like Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre was not putting on a Thunder uniform no matter what. Period. The end. He was not going to play for the Thunder. Uh, James Johnson. James Johnson wasn't going to put on a Thunder uniform no matter what. Those guys weren't going to play for the Thunder. The people that they are really it really does matter quite a bit to them. Um I guess I'm cutting out. Am I still cutting out? I don't know why this is so disastrous. Um anyhow yeah I mean the kind of the kinds of people matter. And I mean we can go and, and yeah. look at we can look at everything that's happened, like, there's been a lot of positive things to happen to this Thunder team, even though they haven't gotten lucky. The fact that Shea has developed to the player that he has has been yeah. tr- tremendous. Like, he is closer to a number one guy today than I thought he was going to be. That's a huge win for the Thunder. Bringing in yeah. Josh Giddy. and, like, that's... That's a that's a huge deal that he en- ended up working out. Still, the second thanks everybody. Um, I guess I'm only cutting out for you. Everybody says they can hear me just fine, so I guess that's good. Um, okay. Josh, being the cal- caliber of player that he is in a, r- in a rookie season where he's the second youngest guy in the league, like that's tremendous. Like the guy's not 20 yet. Like we have to remember how young he is and how long of a runway he has. Trey man in the middle of the first round to get a player that just can create the space alone and then has been able to deliver these supernova quarters, really just the second quarter, where he did it multiple times where he's scoring 20 plus points in a quarter, like, okay, wow, that's a weapon. That's incredible. Great. Bank that. And still like we haven't talked even mentioned Lou Dort. Who had a really nice beginning of the season ended up getting hurt, missing a majority of over the on there one
2: game more for the for Ludo with the Thunder
3: over. <laughs> you hater, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there is a non-zero <laughs> chance that
2: he uh, he's he's gone in, on draft night.
3: Yeah, that I I I don't I don't have a good feel for that right now. To be clear.
2: Um, you you don't have a feel it, like, like you don't feel that is happening or just don't know?
3: I don't know. I just don't know. It's certainly possible. I mean, when you look at the history of Sam Presti and the way that he's done his business, like, could he be dealt? Yeah. I mean, definitely he could be dealt. Um, but another good player. Yeah. You know, you have three first round picks in this draft, you know. And let's say you do get lucky. Like you don't have to trade him. Like you keep him. Like you stack the talent and then maybe you you know combine him with somebody else and get something else for later. You know, it didn't have to be this year. You can try to figure it out. And you know, don't underestimate just like having a like success story that you unearthed at the end of draft night where you bring this undrafted guy in and he's become like a real player in the league. Like I don't think you can astra- underestimate like the kind of story that is like to keep for your franchise as you continue to grow. So, not to say that like that's the reason you keep him, but it's it is like an, an added little bonus, a little feather in the cap of the Thunder organization to have him. And then you look at everybody else. Like I still don't know what to do with Poku uh, today. I've seen him for two seasons. Uh, he's still captivating and strange and. Great, and we just—I just don't even know what to say about his future today. Uh, I need more; I need to see more for us to get there with him. And then you've just got a bunch of projects like basely He became a pretty decent defender, you know. And is he going to develop offensively? I don't know. Uh, that's kind of important, but at least he took steps defensively. Like, there's a lot of positive things, and the fact that they're going to have four picks in, like, the top 34 or whatever it is, like, great, great. You you The Thunder have positioned themselves with a solid base going into draft number two. Like, that's where we have to yeah. also be, is, like, this is draft number two. But also, if you want to be the team that jumps the middle, if you want to be the team that competes at a super high level, the best chance to do that is to land yourself in the top five. And if they don't, um, you're a, the battle is so much more difficult. You know, the Thunder last go around they got picks, three picks in the top five, and they it just felt like they glided into the conference finals eventually. Yeah, you know. Yeah
2: that 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 was uh, unsustainable. <laughs> that is an unsustainable way to. To to draft, yeah, but if you two, but, three, but if you
3: get one of those type of guys, because like no, and Kevin Durant is the exception, and you need the Kevin Durant certainly.
2: Yeah, that's that's the point though. Like, even if you draft, and this is probably an hyperbole, mm-hmm. uh, take Harden and Westbrook, yeah, and keep them here for ten years with Ibaka, with pick also good players around them. There is almost zero chance that they win a title. I don't, um, I don't
3: know. I don't know that I'm with you. It's on that.
2: very slim. Uh, but, I'm just just had,
3: like t- just time out for a second because like, they look, had
2: chances with better players around them.
3: I'm not saying I'm not going to talk about Oklahoma City. I'm going to talk about Houston. Like Houston, yeah. they still lost. They still lost, but they got close, and they were yes. up against an all-time team. An yes. all-time team and but all you want to do is be in that upper tier and give yourself a chance. Like that's like that's the yeah, goal. No, that,
2: that, and they that, competed that I, f-
3: they competed for a long time with just James and they made trades to get the other guys. And the Thunder have the assets to get the other guys. But part of my point yeah. is that if you could draft, like I don't think there's Kevin Durant in this draft. There might be in the next one. But in this one there's not. But let's say there is a, Cal- a Russell Westbrook or James Harden caliber of player in this draft. You add that kind of player to this team where you already have a Shea and a Giddy because Houston didn't have that. Houston had James and a really good general manager. Yeah. And and they made it, and they figured out a way for it to work. The Thunder have already got Shay, who's is in my mind like a young James Harden in a lot of ways, yeah. And then if you can add a big man who could be the caliber of that that kind of player, which is where which is why you want to draft in the top five. Okay, then you're like really cooking with something.
2: Like yeah, yes, yes. It it, it is the odds of drafting a good complement for Shay in top four or higher, much higher in the top four in general. Um, and that I agree. You know, I, I like the numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. the the odds says as much. Mm-hmm. You need to be there. Um, yeah.
3: And I mean, but you have the, to acknowledge... Odds, yeah, and I'm, I'm just telling you, like, I do acknowledge that there are a lot of... There are a lot of things... There's a lot of things going on at once. Like, the Thunder are doing a hundred things at once. It's not yeah. only about the draft pick. Um, no. It's not only about... I mean, it's about the draft pick. It's about player development. It's about the development of Mark Degnault. Like, is Mark Degnault exactly. getting the right resources for him to become a better coach? Because we sure want him to be the, co- the next coach of the Thunder. How are we making him a better coach? How are we making the... I mean, at all times, the Thunder are thinking, "How can we make blank better?"
2: Like that. Yeah, how we can find marginal value anywhere. Yeah, and that is is what that is the thing, and and that is why all the time. Yeah, I really think that um, if you look at the past championships, you either have LeBron James, Mm -hmm. which which is one of a kind, Uh, like Tim Duncan was one of a kind. Yep. There are not many players like that. Yeah. Uh, so, you'd, even if you draft a good number one guy, mm-hmm. Carl Towns is a good number one guy. Yeah. Um, John Warrant is a good number two guy. It may not be enough to draft guys like that and winning a championship. Yeah. The true like generational, ben generational guys. Ben Simmons was don't a good number one pick.
3: All, yeah. The true generational guys only come around every once in a blue moon.
2: Exactly. So, if, even if they draft, they, they get number one this season.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's, it's likely that, that, that this is better than drafting number five. But it's unlikely that either will lead to a championship by themselves.
3: Mm-hmm. They had
2: to find something else. And that something else may be, hey, we are the Grizz. Jai is great, but we are awesome without him. And he is the icing on the cake. Yeah. This is the guy that, that makes us jumping. So, until the, t- the OKC builds something like that alongside Shea, with a few great players, we say, ah, they are not good enough. Because Memphis is absolutely good enough. Uh, is it good enough to beat uh, a good LeBron team? No. Guess what? There is no good LeBron team right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they enough to beat Giannis? Probably not. Probably not. Um, but they are good enough to scare them. And, and again, last year we were saying Shea might be better than Ja right now or at least do it so yeah. to me is hey let's take one step at a time I, I i know that drafting a top four it's important but let's face this let's let's face it in next year draft the chances of drafting an old timer are very low yeah very low and the distance between five and eight is even lower than in a natural in a traditional draft mm-hmm. so Let's take it easy and trust Sam. That yes, we want that we want him to have the most chances, but it's something else needs to happen. Yeah. No matter what OKC does in the draft, and to me OKC is working towards that something else. And, yeah. Uh, would, and would, we've seen glimpses of that. Yeah. We've seen them trying a million com a million combination alongside Shea. Mm-hmm. Let's try him with a big man. Let's try him with uh, two long guys. Let's mm-hmm. try him with good defenders. Let's try him with with a shooter. And I think that the picture to me is clear. You need to get two, three shooters alongside Shea, and then you can put in off the bench guys that can defend. And that team, if you put pure shooters alongside Shea, mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that that is not a 35-win team next year if you just put shooting alongside him.
3: Yeah, I don't know that they will. <laughs> I think they're going to play your guy Lou Dort next to him next year is what I think Yeah, do. but it's
2: going to, like, at some point...
3: It's going to break through. And I don't think that they're under the impression that it won't. That's what... I mean, that's what happens. That's... I mean, that's how the league is designed, is that eventually, every team is going to be pulled to the middle. Like, every single team is going to get pulled there. I...
1: The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I do think here's the thing: like the Thunder will look at Memphis and be like, "Great, like we want to be there." I also think that they look at Memphis and say, "That's awesome. We need to be better than them," because that's the yes. team that we're competing with. So when you talk about like holding this team back this year and holding this team back you know next year it's in an effort to look at Memphis and say how do we not shoot for being Memphis it's how do we shoot for beating Memphis
2: yeah but I, I, to me there is a limit uh, there is a limit on trying to calculate everything because you also have to to let players blossom yeah and it's
3: it is a it is a balance that is going to and it got awkward this year it's going to be awkward next year too I just have a hard time believing that no matter who they draft number one number seven number six i don't care where they draft i have a hard time believing that they're going to be like okay we're done i just don't i just when but what s- do
2: you mean by we' are done they, they they may not do anything and just say hey Let's try to play yeah. and let's see what we have. Because again,
3: they'll do that for for a period of next season, that will And what happen. if
2: they do 10 that and two, 10 and 2 to start off because they are amazing. Do you pull them back? I don't think so. Even if they are 5 and 5, why are you pulling them back? Because even if you pull them back, odds are that you are not going to be bottom 5. Yeah. And and this is like this team has too many little flowers that are blossoming and you you try to go say yeah yeah but it's just again yeah yeah i don't want to try that but why i mean to me they purposely tanked this season yeah and yes they were not able i mean they didn't know what they had in giddy they didn't know what they had in it mm-hmm. now they know that they are good rookies mm-hmm. just play the best lineups mm-hmm. just play lineups that make sense together just Enough of these 4 non non-shooter plus shay. Don't do that. Play 10 games the right way. 20 games the right way. If you are terrible, great. Give give yourself 20 games. If you are way above 500, you just go. If you are not, say, hey, not good enough. We tried. If in 20 games you don't, you're not good by playing the best. Then you're still in time to say, hey, let's go back and let's win 28 and get another good draft pick. You have time. Yeah. So like to me playing up until the All-Star game in like trying to mask tanking a little bit, like doing stuff like playing the Akite, but then I play Shea, that leads you in the same... Let, let's just start and focus for 20 games and then we'll see. Because if Shea, Man, and Gidi find a way to be great together, I want to see that. You have so many assets to complement this if they are good enough.
3: Mm-hmm. I just don't know that they're like, going to be good enough. I mean, I, I'm still just in the you, That's that don't the don't point. That you don't
2: know it. <laughs> but this season, we as soon as we saw lineups, say, yeah, yeah, I would try that lineup. Oh, wow, it works. Let's try one that I'm sure that it doesn't. Oh, yeah. see, it doesn't. It's not good enough. Of course it's not. Yeah. Of course it's not. It's. I, it's I, like
3: I would, I'm Daisy still just trying to George make sure that,
2: that JRE. Yeah, like, I'm just. I would not play these three together ever. Yeah, I
3: know. I'm just still. I mean, Sam gave us the expectation of a long rebuild. I know. It gave us the expectation of a long rebuild. This hasn't been a long rebuild. We're entering draft two.
2: Sam is also the guy who said, prepare for a summer of internal development. He said that. Uh, that's true. So I'm not saying that this is... I, I think mean, that he was know. prepared
3: for that. I don't know that he thought Paul George was going to fall into his lap.
2: Anyway, um, <laughs> Anyway, my point, the point is, I don't know. The the thing that I know now Mm -hmm. is that if you play enough with cleaning the glass lineups and you try to say, hey, let's see if this lineup that sounds good, it's actually good, it will be good. Yeah. And again, that to me is the story of this season. They saw something that worked and they put it away. (laughs) It was almost like (laughs) 2015, 2016 when I remember vividly they destroyed Memphis when they played it back at the five, they killed them. Mm-hmm. Billy said, "Okay, this has never happened. Yeah, we put will it away. Never run this unit again. Yeah, yeah. Up until the Golden State um, uh, Play of Series, mm-hmm. like yeah, I, know. Was-
3: I know. I know. I'm. There is no accident to how we've gotten to where we are. And I'm, and I do think that yeah, if you're gonna play Kenrich and Mike. And Giddy and Shea, and then you draft Paula Boncaro or whoever.
2: You trade Dort and Baisley. You get shooters. (laughs) Yes, I know where you're going.
3: I would, I would be very surprised if that was like the lineup that they gave. I I still think, and justifiably, I think that they still want to get as good a look at all their young guys. Some of them non shooters. Some of them can shoot. Trey man can shoot. Um,
2: just play Trey man with Gideon Shea and let me be happy for thirty games. <laughs> just, just I just am trying cool.
3: to make sure that you guard your heart just a little bit, McKelly. That's
2: I know. I know. That's part I, I of will. this.
3: That's part of this. Is I'm just trying to be a good friend to you. No, don't worry.
2: Don't worry. I can settle down on lower expectation yeah. as I go.
3: But, but I mean part nothing of
2: will sway me from the fact that I've seen the potential of this team. Yeah. As soon as the tree ball is starting start to go in, this team yeah. is very good.
3: Yeah, that's why we gotta wait for Grady Dick in uh, 2023 <laughs> to join this team. <laughs> Don't you just want a Thunderers mm-hmm. that just says Dick on the back of it?
2: Yeah. I it's going to be amazing.
3: I think you do. Yeah, he's uh I mean that that type of player. I don't. I haven't watched much of him at all, and so I can't like sit here and say he's going to be amazing. But a tall wing that can just flat out shoot,
2: like Mathurin. Uh, so I don't. I'm I'm like starting Matherin. to put positive thinking into my head. Don't do that. I also think that Johnny Davis will be better at the three ball just for seeing his free throw percentage on a box score. So I'm. Hey Penny I'm would agree. This Penny, kind of mood.
3: Penny loves him. Penny thinks that he could be the fourth best player in the draft.
2: Okay. Then is exactly who the, the Thunder will draft with number three pick. And we'll be, oh, <gasps> no! no.
3: Yeah. Penny loves him. So, yeah. It's, it's It was an interesting season. The Thunder have a foundation of players that I think are interesting. They have a coach that I think is really interesting, too. Uh, it's a nice. Is it ideal? Is it is it Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and Serge Ibaka start to a rebuild? No. But is it a really interesting team that has a lot of potential? Yeah. I think that there's. I think that there's a lot to be excited about as a Thunder fan, and the plan I still believe is to continue to stack young talent from the draft this year and the year after, and. Then I think that you, to me, after the 23 draft is when you get like the true full evaluation of what exactly do we have here. And I think the Thunder did that after they took Harden and after they brought in Ibaka and they just played them. Like they just let it go and they were good. And then they were like, okay, we, what do we need to take the next step? We need a big and then they made a trade for a big that was the right trade, and then they rescinded that trade, and then they made a trade for another big who was still pretty good but still not the right pick, but he was good enough to make you decent or like good enough to make you a really good team. And like those are the kind of moves, that, to me, that will happen within the evaluation of the 23 team. I don't think it's going to happen within the 22-23 team. I think that's the 23-24 team, just to... Be clear. Also, and we've talked about this. I've, I've said this enough times. Where if you haven't heard me say this, um, you're not. You maybe you're a new listener, and welcome to the show. Um, the it's going to be about the CBA. There's going to be a new CBA yeah. in the summer of 23 that will be ratified.
2: That I completely agree. And then the rule, they'll know
3: what rules to play by. And then if there's nothing that could potentially screw everything up, great. Let's do it. Let's go. So that's, I think there's a lot of reasons why you want to wait. And to me, that's not the primary reason. It's one of them. The primary reason is that you want to stack more talent on top of this team so that you actually have a chance to compete for a championship. That's all. They could be a good team next year if they wanted to be. They can make three trades this summer to become a
2: good team next year. They will be a good team without any trade. Right.
3: I smell a juicy bet coming our way. All right. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, sorry about my internet issues, but thanks for, to McKellie for continuing the pod. Uh, it was a great season. It was. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the season. I enjoyed uh, being able to do podcasts three times a week. I was talking to somebody yesterday. They were like, how many times have I heard you talk about this Thunder team this season? <laughs> We're trying to like total up like the number of hours and it was a stupid number of hours. So if you've been with us through the whole journey, we appreciate it very much. Um, All right. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day and we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.